Hey everybody, this is Della Ren. You're listening to Spirituality Unpacked, the show where we understand ourselves and each other better by getting out of our heads and freeing ourselves to live lives we love. Hey folks, it's Della. Welcome to, welcome back to Spirituality Unpacked. I am glad to have you with me today. I have another special guest with me. I have Rich Levesque hanging out today. And we're going to talk about him and his life and his story and what he's up to these days. Um, so another perspective on this journey that we call healing. Hey, Rich. Hey there, Dollar. Good to be here. Good How to are see you? you. Good to see you. I'm doing well. Good. And it's weird because when he, I'm always asked, what's your story? And it's like, all right, um. Which part? Um, Which once part? upon a time, my mom and my dad <laughs> had a really good night. And yeah. like, okay, all right, am I there? So um, I always felt like I didn't quite fit in to the world that I was around. Yeah. And that became my identity. I, I knew when I was four or five years old that I wasn't, I, I didn't match up to the hopes and dreams. We'll put it politely. And I learned a lot of awful habits to try to fix what I couldn't fix. So for me, going through school, like getting good grades or winning the spelling bee or getting elected to like student council, all these things that, you know, for the most part for people aren't really a thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as adults, does it really matter if I get straight A's in school? Did it the spelling bee since like or being good at baseball matter no but when i was a kid it was literally life and death if i wanted to be you know if i wanted to have favor i had to do well Mm -hmm. and what i ended up learning was along the way It was about the result and whatever I needed to do in order to get the result. Mm -hmm. So in high school, it turned into me taking really easy classes that I barely needed to show up for. Mm -hmm. I got A's, Mm -hmm. which destroyed me in college because I had no idea how to study. But that was a problem for another day. (laughs) Um, I learned, but it carried on into adulthood. I would go into jobs and I would take on everybody else's work and I would burn myself out. And usually the reward that you get if you work harder and you do more than everybody else is usually just more work. Sure. Or if you kind of go back to a human level, all of a sudden you're getting called into the office and being like, So I had learned a lot of those people-pleasing skills. If, you know, I'll be whoever you want me to be. 
And if it hurt enough, I would drink whatever I needed to, to dull the pain. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's who, mm-hmm. you know, I can be blue. I can be green. I can be violet. I can be anything you want me to be as long as it allowed me to continue to be in the room. Sure. Exactly. Being a chameleon is cool, right? And it usually didn't work. And, you know, people usually just left anyway once they didn't have any use for you. And about six years ago, things finally hit ahead. I... I wouldn't say I was an alcoholic. I didn't get up and mm-hmm. need something from it, from the word go. But when I started, I couldn't stop. Right. And honestly, it was cosmic grace is the only reason I didn't, I never got an OUI. But I was drinking a lot. Mm-hmm. I was eating my pain. I was on all kinds of medications. Mm-hmm. I was 80 pounds overweight, probably more. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rock, rock bottom for me mm-hmm. was we used to do a 5K walk every when my niece was younger for um, juvenile diabetes because she's diabetic. And my whole life up to that point, I would, I could, I could walk for days. Mm-hmm. And this time I literally, my legs, about four and a half kilometers in, my legs buckled and I just dropped. Mm-hmm. And that was my low end. At that point, everything was kind of falling apart. There was somebody that was really a big part of my life that was fading away. It was clear to me that most of the relationships I had only served if I fit into a certain role. I was tired. I was lost. I had no idea and I didn't want to be around Mm -hmm. so you know Friday night I went and did my thing Saturday I borrowed a few things I won't be specific because I don't want to get anybody in trouble even now I wrote out a whole letter Mm -hmm. and it wasn't me explaining why I was doing anything. As far as I was concerned, the hell with them. All it was is, okay, I want this to go here, this to go there, this to go there. And I I just basically laid out instructions Mm -hmm. for what to do with me, for what to do with my stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I had one more beer and I sparked up one more cigarette. And that it was going to be time to peace out. Mm -hmm. And 
all of a sudden, it just hit me. I heard this voice saying, you can't do this. Your niece and nephew need you. You can't leave. And it was just really strong. And I just put everything down, threw away the letter. And I was just like, well, shit. Now what? what? Yeah. (laughs) Now what? Now I got to go to work on Monday. Now I got to do all this. Okay. But it also hit me. And this was a gradual thing. Mm -hmm. Right around the same time between a couple of years before and a couple of years after this, Mm -hmm. I knew a lot of people from my past. Mm -hmm. I knew family members of people in my circles. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people passing away Mm -hmm. when they shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. Some were by their own hand. Somewhere by overdose, which a lot of times is by their own hand, but giving away the control. And a couple were from illness, and I knew from their backstories that it made sense that they were sick because they just carried so much crap in their lives. And... All of that mixed up in my own story. And it hit me that it comes out different ways. And the hows and whos and whats are as unique as we are. But... There's a lot, a lot of pain in this world and a lot of pain in a lot of people and a lot of nobody there to hear them. Yep. And it's what clicked then. It's like I needed to find a way I didn't know how, I didn't know what, Mm -hmm. but I needed to find a way to help fill that void for somebody. Mm -hmm. And I also had the sense to know that before I could really, all right, not before I could really do that, but somewhere along the way, It had to start with me fixing my own shit. Yep, there you go. You gotta own it first. And that's when I bit the bullet and went to therapy. And Mm -hmm. that was hard because therapy was a thing that was used against me growing up. We don't know what to do with you. We don't want to deal with you. So we're sending you to therapy. That's your punishment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I would sit there on the couch and the therapist would 
ask me things and I would either, if I figured out I could BS them, I would BS them. Sure. If I couldn't, I just wouldn't, I just wouldn't engage. Yeah. I would just, whatever I needed to do to make this end. And for the most part, they'd eventually give up. And then, but this therapist I found, she, I told her straight up, I'm like, look, this is my history. This is what I've done. This is what I'm going to probably do when things get uncomfortable. And I just, I need you to know that this is a pot. This is probably what's going to happen. Yeah. And I wasn't sure if she would just Do brush it off yeah. or be like, whatever. But a few weeks in, she was asking me something. And I actually, at least consciously, was trying to go there. And I couldn't. It was just mm -hmm. deadlocked. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't go there. And she wasn't sure if I was screwing around or if that was what was going on. Mm -hmm. So she assumed I was screwing around. Not a bad plan. Yeah. And she just goes, all right. We're at an impasse here. But this is what's going to happen. You are going to write out what comes through for you with this question. Mm -hmm. You are going to print it out. And you're going to bring it with you next week. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give the secretary specific instructions that you cannot cancel. Mm -hmm. And if you blow it off, I'm sending the cops to go and check on you. Mm -hmm. So this is what you asked. And I'm not screwing around with you. Mm -hmm. There you go. So at first my mind was like, oh, come on. I got to write. Are you kidding me? Now, my history with writing was when I was in high school and early on in college, I was basically told that I was the worst writing smart kid they ever saw. Correct. I write like I talk. Mm -hmm. And I need to find ways to avoid any sort of writing classes in college because there's no shot in the hell you're ever going to pass them. Mm -hmm. And early on in college, they were right. I mm -hmm. would get stuff back and I was told this is hot garbage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Don't take this. You might just want to drop out of this class. It's just that bad. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people pleaser. Okay. I'm a terrible writer. What do I do? Not right. Not right. Exactly. Yep, that's what happens when people tell you you suck at something. You stop doing it, right? Don't quit your day so job. So I stopped. There we go. Yeah. Yep. So I stopped writing. Yeah. And so I was absolutely terrified to I, – I, I had a little writer's block, but then I found myself kind of hitting this gear, and I wrote stuff out. Mm -hmm. But I figured, all right, she's going to see this, and she's going to think it's horrible like everybody else. And she's going to be like – we better come up with another plan, mm -hmm. which was totally what I was expecting. Mm -hmm. So she, I bring it in. She reads it. 
And she looks at me and she goes, you know, you're a really good writer, right? And I looked at her and I just, I heard all those teachers and professors and guidance counselors. And I just was like, it was so full of shit. (laughs) And she's like, no, but I still like, you know, even now I can't. Somebody gives me a compliment. There's like, okay, what's the end game? What do you like? There's Mm -hmm. people don't compliment you just to compliment you, Mm -hmm. which is untrue. But yeah, sometimes the ego doesn't know that. No. So we we did so we did that. She and so she just made it a thing. She gave me something every week to work on, even if we had a good session. Mm -hmm. She's like, all right. You talked about this. Now I want you to take it and build off of this week and bring it in next week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the third or fourth week, we're doing this. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what I wrote. Mm-hmm. But she looks at She starts reading it. And she starts crying. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, hold on. This is, uh, I'm, the, I'm the patient. <laughs> You're the therapist. Isn't the crying thing my job? What's going on here? And she was just like, you don't get it, do you? You have this way of hitting things Mm -hmm. with your written words. Mm -hmm. Is it, you know, maybe an English teacher might not like this, but you don't know what kind of value this has. Mm-hmm. So, and that gradually started giving me the confidence to start to yep. write and start putting my content out. My content out. And it would be, you know, like a Facebook post here and there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And What I figured was I'd get a whole lot of nothing. Some people probably tell me that I suck mm-hmm. and I should, you know, bury my feelings. I figured, mm-hmm. you know, I would get a, yeah. yeah I get it. You know, family members telling me that I'm embarrassing them. You know, I, that was what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. And, and there was some of that. Mm-hmm. But my inbox exploded with people telling me you're telling my this is my story this is my experience you put it in a way that i couldn't and i just and it wasn't like i was getting like at this point i wasn't in any self-help or spiritual communities. I'd never, I hadn't gone down any of those roads yet. It was people that you look at them and you would be like, no, this, Mm -hmm. like this stiffest, Mm -hmm. ultra masculine, Mm -hmm. don't tread on me Mm -hmm. types. that if I ever put out 
to the world that, yeah, this person sent me this, they would come and probably knock me out. Mm -hmm. But I, but it was a lot of, a lot of people you wouldn't expect. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And yep. from there, that's where I started to, and as I started to do my own stuff, I had started as I was writing through things, huh? my experiences had started to change. I had shifted some things in my diet. I, you know, I was never going to be big and buff, but I lost a lot of the extra baggage I was carrying. I probably had lost about 80 pounds at some, 80 or 90 pounds at some point. Um, I, you know, got my stamina back to where I was, you know, I was able to take those long walks and hikes again. I found myself being able to wean off a lot of the medication that was on. Mm -hmm. And I started seeing a lot of what was still killing me in life. Mm -hmm. I started seeing that there were people in my life that we'd probably outgrown each other and it was time to accept that. Sure. Yeah. There were, you know, situations where like I just couldn't stay in my career path at the moment. Like I was, well, not that I had a path. I was pretty much a dead end. I was a 911 operator. Um, I'd been one for almost 20 years. Mm -hmm. I was the one I, I had basically taught everybody, almost everybody in there how to, how to do, their jobs. do the job. Yeah. I, and I realized this wasn't, this movie had played itself out. Yeah. And I literally, I walked in one, one day, I didn't wake up. I had no plans to give any notice, no plans didn't plan to quit. I, I didn't plan to. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, some, you know, huh? chief said the wrong, like, and it was far from the biggest sure, sure. issue. Just, we, just, we've had just, far worse. Yeah, just this much, but you were done. And, that was and it wasn't and like, was you know, it's not like, oh my God, he's like this horrible boss. It's just yeah. sometimes I I don't deal with authority well. Yeah. So a lot of it's just as much it's a lot of it's just as much me yeah. bucking that as it was anything he was doing. Sure. But he'd said the magic thing on the right day when I had the right thing for lunch. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I'm like, look, this is what's going down. I can hang I can ride this out for a little while longer. Hire my replacement because I'm gone. Mm-hmm. And huh? I had no plan. Of course not. And. But that's a good thing because if you had thought about it, you wouldn't have done it. 
there was no thought until about five minutes after, after I'd actually said it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and my brain was like, okay. Now what you going to do? Now what? Yeah. <laughs> now what, genius? <laughs> so. And at points, things would go off the. Of course trail because I knew in my heart mm -hmm. that I wanted to keep writing and I mm -hmm. wanted to do speaking mm -hmm. and do mm -hmm. more of that. That's the stuff that lit me up mm -hmm. when I knew somebody could see themselves and what I was saying. Like that brought me life. Like, and anytime somebody yeah. might have made a little different decision right. because something I wrote hit them in a way that they yeah. felt like they could. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's yeah. you had impact, and that's every yeah. yeah, and that's everything. Yeah, of course. So, I was all gung ho, and I. You know, a friend of mine mm -hmm. was, you know, encouraging me. And I, you know, I had written my book a couple months before that. Mm -hmm. And what's the name of your book? I was, um, it's called Becoming a Beacon Observations from a Guy Working Through His Own Crap. Where can you And you can find that? it. Um, <laughs> you could get it on the big box, but I'm going to ask you to get it off of IndieBound. Okay. And connect it to your local bookstore. Okay. Send me a link after because, I'll put it in. Yep. Because, yeah, you know, Mr. Be Be Bezos gets enough of our money. But <laughs> keep it local. <laughs> so, I, you know, I was messaging every bookstore I could think of, and most of them didn't even respond. Sure. A couple were like, who are you? Yeah. Go away. Yeah. Take off peon. And then this one place in Rhode Island was like, all right, fine. I, I got an open spot on a Saturday. And I had gotten, I was so, it was like, all right, there you go. There's one opening. And I pumped it on social media. And somehow I remembered how to do press releases in college. So I had like had the form down, I wrote it out and I sent it out to the newspapers and TV and radio and all that. And I would, I messaged a oh God, I probably messaged like 400, 500 people mm -hmm. like, Hey, this is coming. You know, come hang out for an hour. It's not that far away. Mm -hmm. And so the night comes and one person shows up. And I still gave the talk and, you know, it's up on YouTube somewhere. It really wasn't, it was long, but it wasn't that bad. And at the end of it, the owner made it clear that he was kind of pissed and he felt like he wasted time and space for, on me when he could have maybe had like, you know, somebody come and play the plant flute or something like that instead and gotten three people. Mm -hmm. So that 
Yeah. Okay. So, and then from there, I started just anything else I could think of because I could hear those voices saying, until you're successful at something else, you're not going to be allowed to do the thing you want. Which is not true, guys. <laughs> I, I might add that that's not true. But with my mind, that was evidence-based and, mm-hmm. you know, learning, yes. yep, learning that I only had value when I succeeded. Yep. Yep. Which is also not true. Right? State the obvious. Of course. But, of <laughs> you course. Know this. But, yeah, we all know this. But <laughs> our minds don't always. And... Ah. Then when you have the added fear of, Mm -hmm. okay, well, if this isn't going to work, all right, how are you going to deal with the rent? Mm -hmm. And so it's just, you know, you go and you scramble and you find in different ways. But at the end of the day, it always comes back to that. Mm -hmm. It always comes back. Like my power's always been in how I use my words. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you're learning the hard way that you get to do your own thing your own way. And that's how you're going to be the most successful. Even when the outside world screams at you and tells you you're not supposed to. Right? And it's just those stories that we tell ourselves. But here's the funny thing. Like, I mean, my YouTube, I mean, to be fair, it's not really where I put a whole lot of my effort. And that shows. And I don't get a whole lot of subscribers and counts but that being said to this day that talk is still the highest got the most views by a decent amount of anything i put out there good good yeah exactly so exactly yeah 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 so that's the thing it's not about trying to find the magic word or the magic bullet or the magic offering. And we live in a world that's full of that. Oh yeah. There's a lot of, you can only work if you do it this way. And- Fit in the box, fit in the box, fit in the box. Fit in the box, gotta fit in the box, gotta fit in the box, gotta, and honestly, I don't play well in boxes. (laughs) The box is always for, like if there was a cat, like boxes are for cats to lay in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if I fit, I, I am not a cat. That's a cat. Yeah, exactly. And I'm allergic to cats. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes, you didn't fit in the box with the English teacher and the college prof. But then when you found somebody who understood what you were doing, they went, hey, I get you. And yeah, and you know difference. what? And that's the thing in the end. Mm-hmm. Knowing that somebody else was able to relate to something that you said, and it could be completely inadvertent because mm-hmm. as soon as you put something out there, mm-hmm. it's like art, it's like music. It's like anything else. Mm-hmm. Once you hit send, mm-hmm. it's no longer yours. Sorry, copywriters, but it's no longer yours. 
it's yeah. you're at the mercy of how somebody perceives it. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes they're going to perceive it in an entirely different way than you ever intended. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you don't have control over that, right? Yeah. That's where, and honestly, in a lot of ways, I mean, yeah, sometimes it can be frustrating and people are angry and bitter about life and looking for something to be offended by, come across it, and it's like, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. But on the opposite side, mm-hmm. you don't know what exactly you might be doing to bring breathe life into somebody who didn't have it. Exactly. Exactly. And that yeah. is everything. That's the ripples. Yeah. 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 And often change... of those. You you don't you don't Sometimes see that you're in not. the number of likes and the number of shares. And often you're not. Yeah. You have no idea who's watching you. And that's the one thing I would love to you know, sometimes I need the rem- we all need the reminder because it's impossible not to get caught up in that stuff because it's around us all the time mm-hmm. and we're not always going to be successful at holding it off. But we can always come back to it when it does mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. one person is, it's very unlikely one person is going to be able to change the world. The odds of that. Can it happen? Sure. The odds of it are really, really small. Mm-hmm. However, you can create a ripple with your little with your little splashy splash. Mm-hmm. And the ripple reaches somebody else and they splashy splash. And that's that one splash at a time mm-hmm. is how you build this I build the tidal wave. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just keep throwing the pebbles. Just keep throwing the pebbles. Yeah, that's the magic. That's the magic. Yeah. That's cool. It's cool. That is cool. It, it's amazing how you get from where you were to where you are and what you learn along the way. Because yeah, the thing and... that everybody trashed became the thing that was most important to you yeah. in your journey. Yep. Yep. And now you're in a the place. The thing everybody again. said, don't do it. Yeah. Stay away from it. And now you're in a place again where you're coming back to it going, maybe this is just what I need to be doing. Yeah. And that's that's cool. Because that's the journey that I've been on. <laughs> that's, that's my own experience with the writing. Let's do all the other things because I need to make a living. Mm-hmm. Realizing that the important part was to come back and just do what I wanted to do which was write the books and write the blogs and put it all out there for free. Yeah. Yeah. The journey is a fascinating one. And what I want to point out with Rich's story is, is the story the mind does the games, the mind is playing in his experience because those teachers, even though it's been a long time now are still in his head. And it's keeping, still keeping you stuck to some degree. And I think it's always going to be an element of that cat and mouse game. There, 
there is no healed. No, no, it's not. It's it's recognizing that you your writing didn't fit in their box. Yeah. And that's all it was. It wasn't that your writing was bad. It it didn't fit in their box. It would be like somebody else trying to pick up a, a psych textbook and, and not know what it was or try to me trying to read a physics textbook. I'd be like, what the heck? Right. It wouldn't fit in my box and it would make no sense. And I'd have to chuck it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Go read a sci-fi novel or a romance novel, right? If it's out of your element, you're probably not going to pay attention to it. And that's exactly what happened for those teachers and those profs. And the unfortunate part of that, and this is me putting my teacher hat on, is that it kind of wrecked it for you a little bit. They, they weren't trying to be bad. It wasn't an intentional harm. They were trying to steer you in a certain direction. Go and they steered me school. toward hating school. And, and, they and hating you, writing. They steered you the wrong way because they didn't recognize the value of what you were actually writing. They didn't see it. They were looking for whatever the rubric said they were supposed to be looking for. Yeah. And that's a shame. That's a shame. But it also set you up for a really cool lesson. And it set you up to be where you are now, which is helping other people. Without that journey, you wouldn't be here. Exactly. So we take on the value of the journey. There's lots of value in Rich's story. And it parallels my own in some ways. Which is really, really cool. Amen. And we're far from alone. There's going to be, there's plenty of people that, yeah. you know, the details might be a little, a little different. different. Like we talked about, everybody's got their unique, but there's a lot of consistency in the patterns. There is, there is. Everybody has that pattern. The people pleasing pattern is, is, is great. I have it too. <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it, it's hard to break. But when you recognize that you don't have to be for everybody, it gets better. And that's a lesson that you started to pick up. And it actually started to hit you when you didn't fit into the boxes of school. It was the people pleasing that came back to bite you. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, people pleasing is one I had to break too. And, and in both of our cases, it made us miserable. The details are different, but it, it, it made us miserable. And it, it was in that journey of, I was suicidal as well and went through that same, same process of sort of like, okay, I actually made a conscious choice to heal at that moment. Like, I need to fix me. What does that look like, right? Mm -hmm. That's where I got to after finally being miserable and being suicidal and, and, and much like you, without that choice, I'd probably be dead right now. Yeah. It was a life-saving choice. Survival kicks in. Yeah. yeah. So I bet there's lots of people around that can relate to us in this yeah. journey. And it's a wild ride. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes you have those days where you, it takes everything you have to get through today. Some days it does. And you know what? Yeah. Some days, and you know what? That's the win. It is. 
because maybe the opportunity comes to, tomorrow yeah. or the next day. Yeah. But instead of getting lost in that, just yeah. get through, to, you know, win today. Get through today. And by winning today, it just be in there at bedtime at the end of the day. That, that's the win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That presence will keep you sane. If you can just stay present, you'll be all right. When you project too far, you get into trouble, right? Yeah, and you can't anyway because you can't possibly know the factors. Mm-hmm. Every single factor. You might think you know what the other factors are going to be in mm-hmm. six months, mm-hmm. but you don't. you don't. You can't possibly know until you're there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to go with it and, and be okay with where you are in the process. There's nothing wrong with where you are. Acceptance is hard. Though. Exactly. That's hard. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is just learning mind. to accept that that mind and it's, mm-hmm. you know, we love to curse it out and we love to make mm-hmm. that ego the enemy, mm-hmm. but it learned at a young age how to survive and that's all it's doing it's doing what it knows to keep you alive mm-hmm. in the way it knows how mm-hmm. to keep you safe mm-hmm. it's not evil Mm-mm. it's doing the best it can mm-hmm. with a limited palate mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the thing is is when you're no longer in that pain anymore and survival skills are no longer required you're hanging on to the patterns so you're still in people-pleasing mode even though you don't need it you're still doing all the things and but that stuff now is stopping you it's preventing yeah. you from having the life that you want so the trick is to recognize all those patterns and then begin to break them realizing that you're not in survival so what we learn how to do is manage the ego we don't want to kill it we're not trying to break it we don't need to transcend it we're here yeah, to be no, human none of those have things. the journey and be in the ego but can we manage it in such a way that we can move forward and have a life that we actually want without being miserable all the time. Absolutely. And that's the whole process. So what I'm hoping you're gonna do is write me a whole bunch of stuff and everybody else that's listening. Where can people find you on the on the Facebook and on the online world? Okay, on the online world, um, just if you look up my name and I've got uh, a Ko-Fi page. Mm-hmm. So if you feel if if you follow me there, or if you follow me on Medium, which the same name, mm-hmm. you're not dependent on the social media algorithms to find me. Mm-hmm. So if you want to read my stuff and you want to get one over on Zuckerberg, <laughs> that's the way to go. Follow me, and if and if you want to throw me a couple of bucks on. Ko-Fi, I've got, uh, I've got a, a membership, a little monthly thing where there's a couple of little bennies in there. You can actually d- download a PDF of my book and a couple of other there you go. goodies along the way. And I think it's like five bucks a month. So, you know, for the price of Coffee. part of a Starbucks yeah. <laughs> concoction, yeah, yeah, you get my, you get access to my goodness for a month. Yeah, yeah. What about your group? Um, my group is the community for misfits, wanderers, and the rest of us. Over there, on and Facebook. that is on Facebook. Yep. <laughs> um, 
and you know, I'll put some content on there, but it's also a space for people to use as they need to. If you want to, if, if you want to just sit and watch, that's perfectly okay. If you want to, if you're stressed out and you want to, you know, you need to release or you're hurting and, or if you're looking for somebody to see you and hear you, that's a space for it. If you have something that is cool in your life that you want to share and you want to, even if you want to show off a little bit, that's a space where just be yourself. Come on in. There's always coffee going on the pot. There's always snacks in the fridge. There you go. That's perfect. And I'll put some links in the description of this episode for all of those things, Medium and Kofi and uh, the Facebook group. Coolio, thank you so much, Rich, for hanging out. Thanks for having me. Thanks for telling me your story. I appreciate that very much. This has been Della with Spirituality Impact. I hope you enjoyed. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye for now, everybody. You have just been listening to Spirituality Unpacked with Delaran. Subscribe to my podcast on iTunes or Spotify, and don't miss new episodes every Monday and Thursday. Talk to you then.